another one. What's up, Maudience? It's the Herald and Modcast. What's up, faithful Maudience? It's the Herald and Modcast. <laughs> we're, we're on the verge of being at Comic-Con. We're on the verge to purge. It's another summer at Comic-Con. Remember last summer when we did that thing on camp movies? That was oh, fun. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. I forgot we did that. God, that was all a year ago. I know. That was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, that was a good one. Like meatballs. Well, mine were meatballs. Mine were like cooler movies because I'm older and there were cooler movies. Then. Mine was like heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> the Sandlot. Sandlot. That's not a camp movie, though. What were yours? It was like um, Adam's Family 2 because they go oh, to camp. yeah. And heavyweights and... Ernest goes to camp, Boo. and uh, there's a, one other one that eludes me, but it was like a real part, big staple camp movie. Yeah, I think and it had like had boobs. Three. It had boobs. I definitely had boobies. <laughs> I mean, I love Porky's, but that wasn't my era that either. And it's not that a camp mine. movie. Meatballs yeah. is your era. Yeah, though. Meatballs totally, and I loved that movie. Oh, we also did a whole thing where we reviewed Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Because remember the new Netflix series of it. And it was actually really funny. So funny. Yeah. Every episode was funny. If you haven't seen it, it's streaming on Netflix. It's a good summer thing. Yeah, it watch. is. A, yeah, watch that during the summer. I can't believe that's been out for a year now. I then. know. A whole year since that came out. Fuck. Yep, here we are again. Ugh, kill me. <laughs> Show's dead. Well, so we have a bunch of things to review. Uh, we have uh, a now-playing film to review called Captain Fantastic. In theaters now, another independent film. Yes. Starring Viggo Gorgelinson. Viggo Mortensen, directed by and by Matt Ross, who is an actor who you will know if you watch Silicon Valley. He plays Gavin. And yeah. he's been he's been in a million things. I when I looked up his credits, I was like, Oh my god, that guy. Yeah, he's the guy in, in Silicon Valley, he's like the CEO of Hooli. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like the douchey CEO. Right. Guy. But yeah. he's played like a creeper. He was an American psycho. Yeah. He's been in oh, he was um there was some, what was I just saying that he was in for a long time? He was in many episodes of he. No, I don't know. He he's done. He's been in a lot of stuff, and this is his baby. And yeah. uh, it it was a fun little movie. It was a fun movie. It, was it fantastic? It was a fantastic performance by Viggo Mortensen. It was. It was uh, definitely. He's just one of the best to watch. I know. He really is. And so, you know, definitely with him, his performance. And like Steve Zahn was in it. He was really good. He plays his brother. He's always good. He's really I'm good. I'm a fan. Fuck yeah. And then Franklin Jell is in it. He plays the sort of like evil father-in-law or whatever. You know, yeah. He was and good. he's always fantastic. Yeah, he was great. The kids were pretty good. Um, it was one of those movies that is like sort of sent really, really, really sentimental and it's really supposed to yeah. grab your heartstrings and it, it, and didn't, it didn't really it not grabbed mine a little bit. Well, let's talk about what it's about. So, uh, Vigo plays, uh, a, a, a guy who it's like a single father, a single, well, yeah, yeah not, single at, father. not at the beginning of the movie, but he's living in the woods in the Pacific Northwest with his six kids Yeah, and his wife is in a hospital we don't know why yet right and they had moved up there to get off the grid and we literally the opening scene of the film is them hunting them hunting a <laughs> wild animal yes covered in mud like camouflaging and knives and bow and arrows yep. and shit like they're really like 
stripped down living. Right. They're not even using hunting rifles. Like they're using bows and arrows and sharpened blades and rocks and shit. But they make it seem as though it's a lot more sort of off the grid rustic than it is because then when you get more I mean they spend a lot of time seeing their lives there Big and time. they have tons of books and they have like infrastructure and they do have a a, a van a bus that they drive places to get things yeah called the Steve. Steve get back on Steve but then yeah. they play and I mean it's actually there's well, some he, cool they're homeschooled things. and like they're all really well educated crazy well ed- and they all speak many languages they speak different languages Chinese and, and Mandarin and, like, <laughs> yeah. German and the, you know and they can't speak languages unless all six of them speak it and they all have to read different like philosophers mm-hmm. and you find that the eldest son's applied to college and he gets into all of them like harvard princeton yale all of them mit yeah. dartmouth yeah he gets into all of them and he doesn't you know that's something you find out later he hasn't told his dad right so they're off the grid but they're still really well informed super geniuses and they're also they all play music and they have these nightly right. music sessions that are In very quite fire. sweet yeah it is it's an interesting life because they're not without that's the thing it's the thing that they I think they try to show you is like yeah they live in the woods and outside of like they don't know who Kanye West is you know <laughs> they're not really without bummer. yeah bummer you know they're not living without you know no and then but they find out because he connects to the he goes into the town and has yeah. a buddy there in a general store and calls his I I guess that's his sister-in-law I don't know what's the connection we between the Steve Vaughn and the well, wife who's a Steve Zahn is his brother, right? Is that? I think it's his or brother. Or she's the sister. No, she, I think he's the brother. Okay. We, that was a little unclear. but They look like brothers. They do. They do. They look like they could yeah, be they brothers. Yeah, they look like they could be brothers. So she, uh, they, she talks to his sister-in-law, who's played, what's her name? She's I don't in know, everything. Catherine Zahn or Khan or something <laughs> like that. No, it's something like that. She's, uh, you would know her instantly. She was in Step Brothers. She plays. Oh, yeah. Uh, she plays like the horny wife. The, yes. Yeah. She's, she's good in, in that. so many things. She's, you know her immediately. Um, she, I think it's Catherine Zahn. I Steve think so. Zahn and Catherine Zahn? Maybe. I don't know. Han. Mm. I'm going to look it up. Anyways. Doesn't matter. She, uh, she tells him that uh, his wife died. Yeah, and, so the wife we haven't ever met in right. the movie or been introduced to. We just see the f- single dad and his kids in the fucking woods. And yeah. then he's on the phone and he finds out that the wife dies. We won't tell you how she dies because it does play it, a, it does some, play. some part into the movie. And then he comes back. And what's interesting, and this is throughout the whole film, he, he's very honest with his children. He tells them everything. So he comes back. They're all sitting in there. And there's this kind of really well done scene mm-hmm. where he just sort of walks in. First, we see him under a waterfall, kind of having his moment of dealing with it. Coping, yeah. And, and then he comes in. They're all sitting there. It's d- dark night. They're about to go to bed. He takes a deep breath, and he, and, he, and he says, Mommy, what happened to her? Yeah, Mommy's and, dead. Uh, and he literally lays it out detail by detail, and then they all cry, and one of them reacts very angry. One of the sons is particularly angry about... The he, fact that he's he, like the rebellious the mother, yeah. son, you know, he's the one who doesn't look, you know, the shine and sunshine doesn't come out of his dad's ass. Like, right. They all, really they all worship the dad. And, yeah. yeah, totally. And the eldest son is like the dutiful son. And so he's sort of like the second son. Yeah. And he's sort of rebellious and he doesn't really buy yeah, all of it. Yeah, typical second son, actually. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, it, and 
then they have to decide the the grandfather played by Frank Langella basically mm-hmm. says you're not coming here I don't want you here you're to the responsible funeral. yeah he, it's because they want to go to the funeral he's like if you come here you'll be arrested yeah and so he tells the kids they can't go and then the kids are like crying and they want to go and they want to see their mom one yep. more time and they basically decide because they're super like anti-establishment yeah and he's like they tell us not to go they tell us we can't come. It's like, so fuck that, we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so they all pile in the bus and head across the country or wherever they're going. Well, I think they're, yeah, I forget exactly where they go, but they they go on this journey, they get there, and of course there's controversy at the funeral because she, her last wishes were, it's actually funny, her last wishes were she wanted to be cremated and uh, burned somewhere, cremated, and then taken to a public place and flushed down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and and he wants to fulfill the wishes, and he kind of gets up at the funeral and and reads her last will and testament, and, you know, they pull, have him taken out. The security, there's, like, these sort of security guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and he says he's, like, she was a Buddhist, and she wouldn't want, like, a Christian burial. Right. And some priest who doesn't ever even met her doing the eulogy, and he's, like, this is all so phony. Like, it's, you know, the whole, like, anti-establishment thing, which is funny yeah. and cool. He's, like, she wouldn't want to be rotting in some wooden box in the ground in right. a golf course or something like that, he says. And so he gets kicked out, and the kids get kicked out, and then they were going to go, like, literally, like, sabotage the actual burial and, like, steal her. Right. And then the kids are, like, no, we don't want to lose you, too. Right. Because the cops were there, and they are ready to rest them but you sort of see paradise unraveling a little bit because we're in one of the stops along the way before they get there the eldest son meets a young girl and um makes out with her and uh sort of realizes he's kind of a freak and he doesn't know what he's doing only all he knows is from books and that's a little bit like we've seen this before and Mm -hmm. it's a little stock but, you know, and he has this scene with his father where he's very angry about how he's kind of a freak and stuff he's like, like that. He's like, I don't know anything. He's like, you're so smart, son. And blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, I'm not so smart. The only thing I know, things I know are from books. Yeah. Like, if it's not in a book, I don't know what the fuck it is. Right. Like, I don't know about pop culture or I don't know about normal kids stuff. Yeah. I'm going, I want to go to college. His dad doesn't want him to go to college. And he's like, you went behind my back and applied to these colleges. And he's like, no, mom helped me. Mom helped me before she died because she thought it was important. So you find out that like some things because he's like you and your mother uh, me and my uh, me and your mother like we wanted all of this for you and you find out that like there were some things that they weren't both in agreement mm-hmm. uh, agreements to. And we all then he also shows his wiener yeah, we see, kind of v- fun we see Vito's Just so you guys wiener. know if that makes a difference I mean, to you. it's like seeing the wiener on screen is, is always kind of like, whoa. Well, to me, it's like, was this movie wiener worthy? And if <laughs> I was in it... Because to me, Eastern Promises was... Was a, wiener worthy. It was wiener worthy. I but agree. I don't think that this movie was wiener worthy. But it was kind of a funny scene. They're in, funny, They're yeah. in a, like a campsite and he just walks out because they're very like free. Yeah, they're like hippies. And he's hippies. standing there like With a naked, cup of coffee, yeah. And, and this old... Old couple come up on him and sister go, and yeah. he's like, "It's a penis. Every man has one. Yep. You know, it's a part <laughs> of nature. Just keep, <laughs> but it keep is moving a little along. jarring. I mean, go, Game of Thrones and and Outlander, by the way, love to show wieners, the weens. yeah. The but ween. I will say this: like, I, I I'd like to have had said this before we discussed his wiener, but Vigo 
is freaking hot as hell for a man who's almost 60 years old. Well, he's in fucking Holy tremendous shape. shit. And then he he's, has like a big scruffy beard. And then at one point in the movie, once he sort of starts coming around to like, he has to kind of give into society a little, he shaves. And you see him, and you're like, fuck, that guy is like held up really well. Like, he's you know handsome. what I mean? He's, he's a handsome he's man. He's hot as shit. And he's held up. Like he's pushing 60 for God's sake. Yep. It's not 50, 60. No, he looks great. He's a great actor. I mean, this is really, a career I don't want to say best because he's had many I mean history of violence and Eastern Promises were really career and best and this too Lord but of the Rings Lynn Lord of course but um, this is a career highlight like this is really a vehicle for him I mean you do there's a lot going on along the way you sort of see this 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 utopia sort of unravel and mm-hmm. the, the tension between the grandfather and him and the younger son you kind of know these things are going to happen yeah you know, I mean, the, he sort of, it, he semi puts them into compromising positions, right. like they go steal groceries. And then the and grandfather finds out and he's like, you're, tr- you're training them to steal? He's but like, it's not. It's but not. It, it, but yet it is. And then you look at it that way and you're like, well, they did as a family steal. Right. And then they talked about ways to like do it better next time. Yeah. Like we should have used, we only used one exit. That means we could have got blocked <laughs> in. Like they literally break it down like it's a mission. Right. And that's how he treats it. He's not like, yeah, we're going to steal. Stealing's good. It's like, no, this is mission get the family food because they he, didn't have any money and shit he's well he's super anti-establishment too and there are many sentiments in that that this that you sort of find yourself saying well he's not wrong because right. i mean there's this scene when he goes and sees steve zahn and his wife and their kids and they're shitty and, kids and they're shitty kids who are on their phones at the, the dinner time. table yeah. and playing video games and stuff and everybody you know it's a very weird culture clash yep. and they have a scene the next day where the sister and brother basically break down and say to him, the kids should really, you know, maybe they should come live here. You Go know, to school. Kids are weird. This isn't normal. And he says, Justin, Jeremy, come down. He gets their two kids. Their to come two down. kids. And yeah. he says, what's the bill of rights? And, yeah. and neither one of them can answer the question. And one's in like early high school. And right. One's like junior high. Right. Like they're not eight years old. No. And then his eight-year-old child he comes calls down her down, yeah. And he says, "What's the Bill of Rights?" And proceeds she to like literally just lays it out like dictionary. But like and at one point, remember, he says, "That's a definition. Tell me what the meaning of it." Like and he's you like see, a teacher. He's a teacher. Yeah, he was or a it was good a per- teacher. He might have been a professor. You never find out what he did before they went off the grid. I don't right. think, but he must have been like a teacher professor because the way he like analyzed and like remember he they were around the fires. Like, are you going to be ready for the test Tuesday? Yeah, on that book. You're not very far along in the book, kind of right. thing. It's like he must have been some sort of like administrator or fucking teacher. Professor. Well, I love that scene in the bus when the one of the daughters he says she he says what are you reading and she says Lolita and he says that wasn't on my approval list and she's like yeah I've been reading it and he says well tell me about it and she says it's interesting and he says that's a non-word and yeah. they all say it they're like non-word non-word yeah totally. and then she says something and he says you're giving me textbook answers and then she thinks about it and she really gives this really inf- analysis right yeah. well he says you know that's the, he says like no those are plot points that's not your opinion yes, like yeah. that's just what the story is I want to know your opinion on the story and so he's like yeah he grills them and yep. like they are educated they're all very well educated and and they're fit like he makes them do fitness and rock climb and run and jump and burpees and yoga yep so he has like this really strict regimen actually but very strict woods like it's yeah you think that they're just like you know running naked all the live long no they're survivalists they know how to survive and you do sort of start asking yourself 
is their life, is this better for them versus, you know, because, I mean, these kids are extremely bright. I mean, they're not socialized and culturally aware, but does that, is that important? I don't know. But not like contemporarily, but, you know, they're cultured in other ways. They can speak languages and they're very, you know, history and and play music. Like that's called, they probably know how to cook. They know how to skin an animal. Yeah. You know. They know how to hunt. They know yeah. how to, like you said, they know how to like fucking set a bone or a fracture. Right. Like why? How is that not as important it's, as going to you know home ec or whatever? Absolutely. So and you see these two kids of his brother and sister and 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 they suck. Yeah, they they're, suck. Yeah, and the kids suck. Yeah, they're they have, horrible they have, little shit. Yeah, they have nothing to say. Yeah, oh, it's okay. And then he goes to give his kid wine. <laughs> he's like, no, kids can't have wine at the dinner table. Oh. And it was like he's like, well, actually, you know, in most European countries, kids they have like a watered down small glass of right. wine with dinner. It's you know, it's not crack. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually a really great scene it at is. that dinner table mm-hmm. because he there's many moments where he. He just he's very honest and mm-hmm. he just says everything because one of the nephews asks what happened to his wife and he just tells her and his brother's pissed. His like they're pissed. Yeah, well, the the, the wife leaves because she yeah. can't handle it. But it shows you that like she's the one who can't handle it. He's like, my kids can handle it. They yeah. cheers. They go to mom. Remember? Right. Because Steve Zahn first goes by like pussyfooting around it. Like, you know, she was sick and so she died. And he's like, yeah. actually, my wife killed herself because she had bipolar oh, okay. well, disorder. I thought we weren't going to say that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking. Uh. <laughs> We could edit that out, I guess. <laughs> no, uh, she it. kills herself. But, I mean, it's... It's not like you don't see her kill herself. You never even meet her. No. It's not like you're like, what's going to happen to her? Like, it's only ever a phone call. So right. it's like, that's all you were giving away. Uh, but but the, it, it does bring up a lot of interesting points in terms of who are we being ridiculous with these, you know, conformities and rules that we have... And sort of traditional values of raising yeah. kids, like kids can't hear the word sex, or we, kids can't know about sex till a certain age. Kids can't have a small glass of wine till a certain age, or you can't be honest with kids because they can't handle it right. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does raise a lot of questions about like child rearing and this sort of thing, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, yeah, it was a good movie. It, it was, was a good movie. I I think I liked it better than you did. I mean, when we got out of the movie, you were kind of like. And I, I felt genuinely. I mean, there were some, there was some mild cheese. And then at the end, they sort of the way they tied it up at the end. I was, I felt was a little bit like, Meh. a little obvious too, a little obvious. But I, I was entertained by it. I did, it did hit my heartstrings a bit. I mean, I get your point with its sort right. of obvious heartstringing, but I. Well, a lot of it reminded me of. Little Miss Sunshine. And there a was lot a, lot of, a lot of, of elements that. of that, yes. And I feel like that movie just had more of like, a, I don't know. That's a better movie. I, I enjoyed it more. Yeah. I enjoyed the, Little Miss as Sunshine As a complete more. movie, right. that's a better movie. It is. I will agree with that. It's but, a bit more dimensional. This is sort of like a really good movie, but it is sort of that one, Not I don't want to say one note, no. but like, sort of like that same tone. We have whole, seen it before. Yeah, you've thing. seen it before. Still enjoyable though. Right. And I, again, if nothing else, to see it for Vigo... It's worth it. It's worth it. And He's I'm not fucking saying the best, man. To see it for his wiener, I'm saying to see it for his I don't his think anybody would have taken that <laughs> way. I'm glad you made sure everyone knew that you didn't mean it that way. Because I'm sure people, our listeners are like, wait, is she talking about wiener they, right now? They might have thought that. I don't know if we have like a heavy wiener audience. I don't know. Heavy don't, like wiener searchers. I don't know. Searchers. <laughs> I don't know on the internet, if you want to see his wiener, you just Google Vigo's, Vigo's balls. <laughs> 
All right, moving on. Hey, what are we rating this movie? I'm going to give it an eight. I'll give it like a seven point five, but then what? an eight for his performance. I'll give it an eight. It's it's where it's an eight movie. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight. It's an eight movie. All right, for sure. I'm yeah. That is Captain Fantastic, and we have some now streaming reviews to to go over. Go over. Uh, first one is a feature horror called the gr- called Green Room. Green Room, not the Green Room. Yeah, Green Room. And it is it's horror, but it's also sort of action. Yeah, argued like dark action because there's horror elements, but it's not really like. A creature feature and it's not no but it's horror it's i mean it's horror. it's hardcore it's uh stars anton yelkin rest in yeah rest peace. in peace all of a sudden i know that's random this is one of the last movies he made I yeah think. this and star trek very sad Poor fucking guy what the fuck imogene poots uh, uh poots poots po- po- is it pots it's i don't know if poots? it's pots or poots it's spelled poots poots is funny though um it is funny make a poots <laughs> <laughs> um patrick stewart yeah patrick stewart uh and it is directed and written by jeremy Saulnier. nice who, uh yeah i don't know sorry i his only other credit that i recognize was murder party and he's oh, done a murder lot of party. stuff yeah yeah murder party is a fucking indie classic yeah so uh it is about an indie band, very indie. Well, no, it was like felt eighties like, though. It felt that's like, like hardcore. They're like hardcore. Yeah, they're totally hardcore. But they're, they're like hardcore. Punk. Like usually, they even they covered a Dead Kennedy song, and that was the, it's that kind of band. Yeah, like, it's it like felt punk, like punk. the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's definitely punk. They're on the road. They're in a van. They're siphoning gas to get where yeah, they're, they're going. Broke. For they're gigs. in a shitty band. A shitty van and kind of a shitty band. And yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shitty people. They're, like unremarkable band. Maybe's yeah. in it. Yeah, uh, maybe. From uh, Arrested. Arrested Development. She's in it. She's yeah. the only girl in the band. Yeah, it's only four people. And it's like a standard punk band. It's like four people. Yep. Three people. You know what I mean? Punk band. Punk band. Punk band. So they get to this. I mean, they have this guy sort of hooking them up and he interviews them and he kind of screws them on a gig and then he gets them another one through his cousin. And... Uh, it's at like a neo-Nazi club. Yes. And it's also like a club house. Right. Like it's a club. It's also like a nightclub club house for neo-Nazis. Yeah. But you guys in the woods. In the woods yeah. and shit. <laughs> but it pays. It's a paid gig. Right. You know, like $350, which, which is, is a lot of money. A for, lot for them. Yeah. Totally. So they take the gig and they get out there and it's all fucking skinheads and Doc Martens and shit. Right. It's kind of scary. And that's when they play Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. It's like a funny joke. Right. It's like a punk joke. They didn't like that, though. They didn't like that. But yeah. they didn't, like, fucking go up and beat the shit out of them right then. No, they ended up sort of liking the rest of their set. Yeah. But, so that, I mean, this all part that we're talking about is not much to talk about. What we get, this we're... lead up. Yeah, yeah, this is a lead up. And it gets to the Anton Yelkin walking into a green room. The and green room. The green room. And inadvertently walking in on a murder. Well, he just walked in to get his phone and his charger. They were like leaving. Yeah. It's so sad. And like literally there's a girl with a fucking knife in her head. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't see anything. See you guys later. And they're like, get him. And then they push him all back into the green room. The whole band. The whole band. And they're all standing over this dead girl's body and this fucking really creepy guy who fucking killed her. It was basically like told to kill her. Yeah. He had directive orders to kill this girl. Yeah. And then her girlfriend who was there, like not girlfriend. Who's Imogene. 
poots. 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 And they're like shitting. They're like, uh, can we go now? And they're like, no. You guys got to wait here for a second. And then it basically starts this fucking unraveling. Yeah. Like, serious murder well, show. Well, and that bouncer dude who was in, uh, is, uh, in the room with them, remember? And he has a gun on them. Yeah, there's like a security guy. He also looks like very Jewish. Yeah. So it's funny that he Yeah, he like, doesn't <laughs> look like a neo-Nazi at, no, at all. all. It's really funny. It's like, who's that no. big Jewish guy that's like a, a Nazi? <laughs> it's like a bouncer at a neo-Nazi club. Yeah, that was funny casting. That was casting. kind of funny casting. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm the only one that's. What did we that. just see him in? We saw him in something else. You mentioned it when we were watching it. I don't know. Who's I don't it? know. It's like a little part. Oh, it's a Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, he's like the guy in the he's like thing a, with the raptors that ends eaten. up getting eaten. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> he got eaten. Oh yeah, he got eaten so bad by no by like that other big creature, the created dinosaur. Yeah, yeah totally. he just like he's sitting at the car and it just like eats him. Yeah, like the lawyer got eaten in the original Jurassic. Totally. Park. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they. All did. right, so that's who that guy's. Anyways, so they they all sort of start panicking. Yeah. And they want a cell phone, and the guy, and then Patrick Stewart's alerted by his his guys. This yeah. one guy who's sort of running the show, who pushed them all in, yeah, and calling everyone, going, "Oh shit, what are we going to do?" And they sort of hatch a plan. And Patrick Stewart comes, and he's like, "Patrick Stewart, by the way, is like the leader, calm the owner, guy, owner, yeah. who's like the fucking mass. He's like the Stacy Keach character from American History X. Yes, he's like the brains, and he's like always calm, like too calm, like right. scary calm. He has his cronies do the work, kind of thing. Yes, yeah, that's fucking. Those guys are the scariest of all. I know, and he was great. He's always great. Yeah, fuck yeah. But he did this part well, and he he's sort of saying, "Okay, we need. Can we get the gun?" And like, they they have a gun and they're they they end up giving saying yes we'll give you the gun without the bullets but i mean it's like really ridiculous because yeah. they're scared they don't know what to do well, they trapped. want a cell phone well they put the couch in front of the thing they basically are like we're not leaving and they're like come out we're just gonna get you out of here take you to the like if the cops come oh they came and left but they might come back like they're basically trying to get them out and kill them yeah you know and they they kind of know that but they you know and they have the fat guy tied up at this point oh the right bouncer. they finally they do get the better but one thing before we get to that he d- Anton Yelkin called the police. Yep. He runs out of the room and calls the police. So the guy that's sort of like the manager, whoever he is, right. the way they deal with that is he calls the police right back and said, yeah, there's been a stabbing because that's what yeah, Anton Yelkin said. Right. And then they off. pay these two neo-Nazi guys to Kids. knife each other. They're brothers. To They're pretend like... that that's what the stabbing yeah. is. So and they, they were literally like neo-Nazi twin brothers and they were young like 15 16 and one brother just sticks the other brother a couple times right and then they're like yep that was it was us take us away like it's all really planned out and shit i feel like whoever wrote this knew it knows a lot about like neo-nazi culture it really seems like whoever was whoever wrote this it did feel that way not well it was the guy the same director jeremy solnier he wrote it and directed it yeah but i just mean like he either like did a lot of homework or was knew about or, it, or it was just like a huge punk fan, like or in the punk scene, and those circles sort of cross together. They definitely cross. Yeah, whether they like it or not, yeah. they definitely cross. So you probably like knew a lot about this shit. But so it, we get fast forward to you know confrontations and Anton Yelkin deciding, okay, we'll give you the gun without the bullets for a cell phone. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. They decide they're just going to do the that, phone, yeah. but they're going to get out. And they keep telling them the police have come and gone. And the Imogene Poots character is one of them. He's there. Yeah. She's in this crowd, so she sort of is aware of what's happening. Well, she's trapped in there too because they're going right. to kill her. It was her friend that got killed, and she was a witness. Yeah. 
And the, the dude who killed him, they sent his ass home. They were like, okay, you did your job. Like, just go and get away from the scene, right. basically, because he offed the, the girl with a knife in her head, for God's sake. But sakes. they're also orchestrating this whole thing outside. They're taking their van. Mm-hmm. They're, like, staging a whole thing a whole, to make like, it look like they did something. Murder, yeah. like, to have trespassing, murder gone wrong sort right. of thing. And they have dogs ready. They're giving guys, like, he's like, we only want to use blades and then the dogs and no bullets because it'll Fangs like, and blades. Yeah, or, yeah, it was something like that, right? And yeah, that's then he's what they like, said. no bullets, because you know they have it really planned out. You know they can't have bullet wounds because of this, this sort of thing. It's creepy. Yeah. But then it gets it, it escalates when they go to give the gun. He puts his hand out the door, and Imogene Poots sees these red laces on their shoes, and apparently, like she knows that that means they're assassin. They're there to assassinate all well, of them. Well, it's not even that. I think she. He, Patrick Stewart said he was about there by himself. And so when they open the door and she's looking through the screen grate, she sees like three other shoes, you know, three other pairs of boots. And so it's like he's not by himself. Like right. as soon as we open the door, those guys are going to come in and kill us. Yeah. And yeah, the red but laces. The red laces are significant because he refers to them and it, and it like seems like yeah. they're like a level of assassin or something. No, it's just like a fucking stripes. It's like in stripes oh, in okay. the not neo-Nazi culture or something. Like where if you have red laces your fucking ass kicker or oh, okay. killer or something but like that's not it wasn't the red laces that tipped her off it was just like okay people, just people being there. outside yeah. yeah but so he puts his hand out to give the gun and they chop his arm like, almost off almost off his hand is like hanging and on he's by screaming yeah. and he b- brings his arm back in they get the door closed and it is freaking gnarly well this movie's gnarly like yeah. that's what makes it a horror movie is like the the, the sheer gore of like the murders yeah. that take place they really don't shy away and it's super real like like american history x where yeah. it's like someone gets done and like it's fucking mob style like gangster shit yeah. man like fucking throat cut throat eaten open with a pit bull and shit yeah that was fucking shotgun blast to the face like it doesn't shy away from what this shit would really look like for real so i mean the movie is basically them nice excuse me them (laughs) them in this green room trying to get out you know trying to escape trying to escape and they find out that there's a heroin lab below them and they get through to a basement but it doesn't get out but they, I mean, ultimately, they're just trying to escape the club. Not all of them survive. Not even There's close. There's a lot more gore and a lot of, like, close calls and scary shit. And it's cool because it's just one night. It all takes place in the, yeah. the ones the same night that they do the gig. And uh, you kind and it's cool the way they end it because you kind of see where everybody lands. Like, right. W- who everyone was involved sort of gets their own just due in certain different ways. Yeah. You know, it, it was good. It's I, good. It's definitely worth like rent it. I you know pay for it, pay for the rental or buy it if you really like it. You know, support this movie. It's worth supporting. If you like horror and you like indie horror, it's definitely. a good it's violent it's we're not gonna you know yeah, sugarcoat it yeah no sugarcoat don't be yeah fool it's like super super violent like it's like uh you know doesn't doesn't uh what do you call it wince or does it doesn't hold back it, it, yeah. it, it and it's definitely um disturbing yeah I mean, people might find it disturbing. I didn't find it disturbing, but it's, you don't find like anything disturbing no <laughs> I guess there's some stuff but like that one scene in Gone Baby Gone is kind of disturbing. 
with the oh, boy yeah. in the underwear the, and shit. The, yeah, that shit's that's disturbing. disturbing. But this movie's like gangster for sure. This movie is definitely, and uh, most people will probably find it pretty disturbing. There's definitely some like whoa shit yeah. moments. I found myself going whoa. No, yeah, totally. Like oh my god. Look. Yeah. Like they're doing that. Holy shit! They're gonna show that too, huh? Right. Wow. Wow. I looked away a bunch of times actually. And it's really but I'm un- kind of a wuss. It's with like that. unforgivable or like unrelenting. Like no one gets it easy. No one gets like the easy way out. No. Just because they're the main character or just because they're like a part of the people you yeah. want to survive you're just like oh fuck right Bad, wrong wrong left or right Ooh, we went right yeah ooh, <laughs> you know? like that's what i liked about this movie yeah that nobody gets a free pass that kind of yeah it was good though it was I, great uh, wh- it was what do you fun. give it i don't know maybe like 8.5 you give it really an 8.5 i don't know that i could give it an 8.5 as a movie i don't know i'd give it maybe an eight but maybe not even an eight i'd probably give it a 7.5 personally all right so it falls at an eight <laughs> all right i guess it's an eight i don't know i liked it it's yeah i liked if, it if too. you're a fan I of didn't... horror you'd probably give this movie like an eight or an 8.5 i like liked some of the other horror movies we saw that were independent better yeah i mean it's a simple story yeah but it's scary and they did a good job with it so mm-hmm. all right I'll, I'll live with eight I'll live with an eight. Cool. So that is uh, one of our now streaming reviews. We're also going to uh, review Stranger Things, which is now streaming on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, it stars Winona Ryder and uh, David Harbour, who's in Black Mass. He was one of the FBI agents. And it's written uh, and directed by Matt and Ross Duffer, otherwise known as the Duffer Brothers. And they did Wayward Pines, which is also on right now. Um, oh, Wayward Pines. They did uh-huh. that. That's cool. And so Stranger Things is is cool. It's really it's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's like the coolest. It's something that I, I. It's like the first original Netflix show that I've actually like went out of my way to watch. I still haven't watched Daredevil. Oh, I watched American Hot Summer, but Wet Hot American Summer. That's just because I've known about it. But right. this being like a straight up original, because mm-hmm. it's not a comic book. That, to my knowledge, you know what I mean. I don't know. We should. It might be. I don't know the answer to that. As but. far as I know, it's not. So I didn't watch it because it's a familiar franchise, right, right. I guess is what I should say. And I wanted to watch it when I first saw the little preview blurb just on Netflix. And I didn't know that that was the new Winona Ryder project because yeah. I heard about the two separately. And then I was told by a friend that like, oh, yeah, you know, Stranger Things, Winona Ryder is in it. I'm like, oh, that's the new Winona Ryder show? Like, right, it's not right. necessarily her show. It's not. But it's, she's, the, she's, she's one of the leads. Yeah, yeah she's and totally she's great. one of the and leads. Good for her. It's exciting to see her back because she got like blacklisted for all those years. Yeah, she got something or other. Well, because of that whole weird thing where she like stole shoplifted. something, shoplifted, and then she like wasn't working. She yeah. did like the Sandler movie deeds. If, really, if that... Was that why she stopped working? Yeah, it's, yeah. She didn't. She wasn't getting roles. I mean, she came. She was in Black Swan. She's done things. She's been working, but she hasn't had that level of like she did in the '90s, where she's starring. So this is like a great renewal role for her. You know. Well, and whoever casted her like really had a fucking vision in mind. Yeah. Because she plays. She basically plays like drugstore cashier mom, right. which is really funny because, like you said for so many years she was like the darling and then 
all of a sudden she's the mom. Yeah. And it's like really weird to see it. It is weird to see her, you know, older because you th- uh, you think of Winona Ryder as a young woman. I mean, she's definitely kind of the face of my generation. Reality well, yeah. bites, you know. Heathers and Beetlejuice yeah. and Edward Scissorhands. She's like the teenage hot girl. Right. And in this, she's literally like the middle-aged mom with a teenager. Yeah. Two kids. She has yeah. two boys. It's really funny. And they're kind of broke and they're fucking working class and some really strange it takes stuff place happens. in the 80s and um that was no accident that was no accident they really nail it too i mean that his the the one boy's group of friends there's four of them and they're playing D and D. that's how the show starts yeah the first episode was we should say we've only seen the first episode yeah so we'll be reviewing the season premiere. yeah the season but the whole season's up it's great because it's this is like one of my new favorite shows and this doesn't happen often and it's cool because it's in the middle of summer and there's nothing to watch on TV. True. So it's like the perfect time to release some really original, cool content. And so what's it about? It's about fucking how badass the 80s were. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> well, it's supernatural. We don't know. I mean, it looks like it's maybe aliens. Aliens. And monsters. But then also like telekinesis. And yeah. Like, and like military testing and mixed with sci-fi monsters right and it feels like et it's got like an et feel to it but it's got a close encounters feel to it and it's got i mean matthew modine's like, in it which got is like, like a, awesome the thing feel to it kind of mm-hmm. et yeah you can tell like this is not an accident this stuff i feel like it's a, definitely an 80s homage and it's not not exactly like they're trying to hide that. You no. Know? It's 1983. They're riding bikes with lights on the fronts and hoodies on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's awesome. But it's awesome. It's all, You don't like fault it for that. You're yeah. like, oh, come on, man. It's ET. Because like, it's really their own story. And it's a good story so far. Well, the, the youngest son gets essentially abducted, we think, by yeah. a monster and an alien. Yeah. Totally. And, and you don't know how and you, it's it's so sudden and he's by himself. And then, you know, when Nona Ryder, who's the mom, is like, where's where's Kevin or whatever, you know? Yeah. And he's nowhere to be found. And she has to call the cops. And the cops, like, you know, the sort of lazy sheriff's like, ah, he's probably just at his dad's place or he'll be back by morning. And right. it's like, no, he's fucking gone. Yeah. And he's still gone. And then it becomes a real fucking problem. And it's a little ass town, you know? Right. A lot of it reminds me of like Stephen King books too that take place in Maine and yeah. shit. You know, the little towns and the kids have to solve the crime and yep. shit. People, I love that shit. It's like Goonies and stuff. Yeah, it does have that kind of feel. It does. Definitely. It's no accident. It's really needful things kind of. Yep. There's that like weird small town vibe thing. And and the and David Harbour, who's the sheriff, who you've seen many times, and he's in well, most recently Black Mass. He plays the other FBI agent besides Joel Egerton. Yeah, and he's good, comedy. man. He's so good. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's this is a great role for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's fantastic in it. So I'm looking forward to. I mean, this is basically a preview of season one, and we'll be back with the, the review of the entire season. But check it out. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. You could probably watch. You could watch the whole show in one sitting if you have that kind of time. Uh, yeah. In the sense that at when the how the first episode ends, you almost instantly want to watch the second one. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Do. We didn't watch the second one back to back. I think it's because we have stuff to do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, We're just kind of busy living our lives. Yeah, I still gotta like live life a little. Yeah, but it's. Yeah, it's probably the coolest thing I've seen like as, as original on Netflix ever. Yeah, ever. It's absolutely. It's it's going to be one of those like cult following fan favorite. Well, we said there's no panel at Comic Con. No, why? I don't know. Maybe it's too soon. But it yeah. totally feels like this will be like a super fan favorite. Yeah, 
more so than any of their original programming. Absolutely. I it, mean, Orange is the New Black is a, a big Oh, fan yeah, that's favorite. their biggest one. Well, and, and House, House of Cards. Cards. Those but two this, are like, like definitely cooler, in man. our world of genre yeah. entertainment, this is extremely cool. This is even cooler, even if you don't, even if you're not in this world, man. Just yeah. For my, I've seen Orange is the New Black and I've seen House of Cards and this shit's cool, but this shit's like real. I know. This is like real fucking program. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like pandering program. I don't know. <laughs> oh. I don't know. No, it's good. Definitely check it out and we'll be back with more of season one. And uh, yeah, so we're on our way to Comic-Con. And there's a lot going on at Comic-Con this year. If you follow our social feeds, you will see the pics and all kinds of panel stuff. I mean, one of the things I'm most excited about is that DC is doing, it's like all about Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. who I love. Mm -hmm. And they're literally doing, they've got the invisible jet from the new Wonder Woman movie. And it's a one-by-one scale jet. So it's like a full-sized invisible jet. Yes. That's like movie-grade quality. Yeah. And it's going to be, you can go in and sit in the invisible fucking <laughs> oh, jet. How cool is that? And we got like front of the line, like well, press. Pre- no, press preview. Yeah, so. I know. We have the press preview. Before yeah. anyone can even go to it, we get to go and check it out and fucking tweet and post and podcast about it. Yeah. So it's exciting. And Suicide Squad's going to be there. That's one of the coolest things. They're doing a VR experience, too. Yeah, whatever that means. Everyone's doing a VR experience. Yeah, Rick That's and Morty's like doing one. American Horror Story, The yep. Strain. There's like everywhere you go, there's a VR experience. It's wild. You don't know virtual reality. That's like the name of the game. It was the name of the game at NAB. It was the name of the game at E3. And here it is, Comic-Con, and we're all talking about VR. Well, it's not surprise. Like It trickles down from like the pro side to the consumer side. Yep. You know? And then into the... Like, the fucking fan, whatever company studio side, right? Where it's like, we got to hop on this, yeah. quick, quick, quick. How I can know. we make American Horror Story have a VR thing? Yeah, well, like Lady Gaga, like suck your dick or something. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're doing all kind <laughs> like, w- w- I don't know what exactly, but we are going to it. So, and we have like a press preview for that too. So, yeah, maybe that'll, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll report. Out. No, we'll yeah. Report back. <laughs> we'll report back. Um, and of course, the entire cast of Walking Dead, including Negan himself, Jeffrey D. D. Morgan, will be there at the panel for Walking Dead on Friday at 1 to 2. And so that's pretty exciting. And then... Right uh, following that. Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones um, and not the entire cast is going to be there, but well, uh, a large portion of them, a many. good portion of them are going to be there. And um, I'm not sure that... that uh, I don't know the whole full list, but um, that's going to be excited to, exciting too. And South Park yep. turns 20. 20 year anniversary this year. Yes, and it's cool for us, too, because we first went to Comic-Con five years ago when it was the 15th year, and they yep. had like a, an a pavilion. outside pavilion. And, and it was super interactive. They had yep. the dress that Matt Stone wore to the Oscars when they both did Acid and were nominated <laughs> yeah. in like the late 90s. Yep. They had all this original fan art. They had like right. a whole sort of, it looked like a little South Park down. And uh, it was so fucking cool. And it was the first year, and we didn't have passes, so we totally like 
took advantage of that South Park it thing. It was awesome. Because we couldn't get into the actual convention center. They didn't have badges. Yeah. And they had like South Park snow cones they were giving away Yeah, yeah. We got like fake tattoos. Of, I got the... I got the coon. You got the... What did I get? I think you got Mr. Hanky. Yeah, I did get Mr. Yeah, Hanky. I got yeah. the key. No, no, no. I got Cartman, I think. I think but, you got Mr. Hanky. Okay, man. maybe I did. Well, we'll see what we do this year because they're doing it again. They're doing but an outside bigger. thing. It's way bigger. And it's open to the public. It's open for the whole show. Yep. And uh, that's very, and they're doing a panel. Yes, in Hall H. In Hall H. Trey and Matt will both be there. That is so exciting. It's so I'm, I hope I get to get in and miss up uh, make up for E3, not getting to hear them talk I about know. the new fucking game, I know. Fractured Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still love buttholes. They're oh, like, they're hilarious. They're like pushing 50, and they're still like, yeah, buttholes are still funny. I know. It's so funny. And poo. And poo. Like poo. They love jokes. poo and buttholes and dicks and balls. Oh, South Park. They have they have the bouncing balls, Randy yep. at the thing. I oh yeah, some, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots to there's, report. Yeah. There'll be uh, video yeah, our, games. Our heads are spinning a little bit about how we're going to handle getting to everything, but we will do our best. Yeah, we need an intern. Yeah, anyone want to be one you for be us? Want an intern? Carry <laughs> want to come with us? Put sunscreen on my back and, and you know carry stuff and help us with our schedule. All right. Well, so that's uh, there's a lot coming up. Stay tuned and follow our social fields, our our social field fields, our social streams, and uh, you'll see lots of cool stuff from Comic Con. And uh, I think that's it for us. You got anything that's it else? For us, stay gold, pony boy. <laughs> All right. See you, jerks. See ya.